Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. We're going to take a look at headlines investors will be paying attention to today. And uh, the headline this morning is a recap of that Federal Reserve meeting from three weeks ago. Hmm. Uh, clarity in terms of language, taking a look at the minutes of the meeting. Um, I'm not going to say what stood out for you, but really it's don't read too much into the softening of uh, some rate hikes. Yeah, and that's a very good point. It was three weeks ago, so I always struggle to wrap my head around the minutes because this is a picture of three weeks ago. And since then, a lot has happened. So Mm. as you said, don't read too much into it. These were thoughts from three weeks ago. And I'll walk you through some of those thoughts. Um, But first, um, if you look at what markets were pricing in, they were expecting the Federal Reserve to start possibly cutting interest rates by the second half of this year. So there was expectations going into that meeting. But if you look at the minutes, that pretty much poured cold water all over that thought. So that is pretty much a sum up of what happened with the minutes expectations. So if you look at the minutes per se, they are suggesting that the Federal Reserve is getting a bit frustrated with how the markets are reading into their thoughts and direction. And they had a line that stands out and unwanted easing in financial conditions would complicate efforts to temper prices. So that pretty much means they are not ready to cut rates yet. So pretty much status quo until they see some progress with the infantry picture. Yeah, well, they did uh, cut rates by lesser, uh, by 50 50 basis points, right, as opposed to the four straight 75 basis point increases. But uh, again, just to to reiterate, just because they they slowed it down a little Mm. bit doesn't mean you go read too much into it. Uh, The next meeting, I believe, is uh, in January, uh, February 1st. Yeah, like you pointed out, uh, we had a 50 basis point hike in the latest meeting three weeks ago. And that is after four straight meetings of 75 basis points. So things are still going up but at a slower pace um, the expectations of uh, rate cut per se after it hits peak rate mm. which was at around expectations 5.1% that is not going to happen based on the latest minutes but if you look at the expectations of peak rate I mentioned 5.1% that is based on 17 of 19 officials projecting it just back in September, just three months ago, no one had forecast rates above 5%. Mm. So that's a reflection of how fast things can change in terms of where inflation is going. So in the coming weeks or even months, that peak rate, so to speak, might go even higher. So yeah. this is going to be yeah. something to watch out for. And of course, we head into the meeting February the 1st with uh, lots more data to digest. And and this is the part where I believe this is the week where some of uh, the various Fed presidents uh, start to come out and give their 10 cents worth. That is true because we have one okay, we've from got the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, Neil Kashkari. So striking a hawkish tone. Uh, Guess what? Yeah. He's saying we need more rate hikes. There 100 you go. Hundred basis points wow. at least, at least one percentage point. So that is the expectations from him. Of course, he is one of the nineteen Fed officials. So he is saying Inflation is still not where it needs to be. Mm. And he feels that rates need to be higher, at least for the next few meetings. And he compared inflation to Uber pricing. 
Okay. So how he describes it is when an unexpected rainstorm hits, people don't want to walk or ride bikes. They take a Grab ride or Uber ride. And it comes with surge pricing, sometimes yeah, $20, yeah. sometimes $90. So that kind of reflects inflation. When you have a high price, that kind of accomplishes two goals. One is that it reduces demand. And second, it incentivizes drivers to come out and increase supply. So that is the kind of analogy he is using with interest rates and inflation. When you get high inflation, it kind of tames or cools the economy enough mm. for it to come down to a stable level. Interesting. Uh, let's turn our attention to China. Uh, Chinese stocks in the US surged 13% the first two trading days of the year and it is set for their biggest start to a year ever. Yeah, this could be the turnaround year for Chinese markets. Uh, if you look at where, the, where we are for the Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index, which had its worst two-day last year. Uh, this is something that's not turning around. It's up 69% from its lows in October. And this is off the back of a couple of things. You've got the reopening story, yeah, Beijing, yeah. ending its COVID-0 policy. We also have overnight and Group's capital plan being approved by regulators. You might mm. remember not too long ago, yeah. they had big plans for an IPO, but Beijing was not too happy because apparently they didn't get the right approvals. So now it seems like they are making some headway with the approval to more than double its registered capital. So a sign that they are starting to appease regulators. So maybe a mega IPO could be on the cards, but no details or plans being announced yet on that front. And also on the Chinese economy, we have the PBOC, the Chinese Central Bank, reiterating that it will implement targeted and prudent monetary policy this year and support domestic demand. So this is all part of efforts to stabilize food, energy and COVID drug prices as we head into the Lunar New Year stretch. All right, super quick one. Uh, Panasonic is set to stop making rice cookers in Japan after six decades. Wow, no more Panasonic rice cookers. Uh, what's the rationale for this though? Yeah, I used to have one back in the day yeah, when you just had press one button yeah, down before yeah, yeah. digital age. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's really back again. Yeah, so yeah. that model, or at least many Panasonic rice cookers, will now not be made in Japan. And you pointed okay. out 60 years. This was how old it is. Um, so this is now going to be shifted to China. So it's all part of a shifting demographic where right. Japan's population is aging and shrinking. Um, and it also reflects changing lifestyle habits among the young, not eating as much rice. So all in, it means they can't make as much money selling it in the domestic market. And they are focusing elsewhere in China and also in India. So that's where these rice cookers are now going to be focused in terms of production. So no more in Japan. Oh, what a classic. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.